Wow. Can't believe we have a theme song this week. That was great. Oh, Fantastic. Thought... What Love was the name of that it. song again, Tony? Blood Gulch. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to week six of the This Week in Film podcast, the show where we discuss the movies we watched this week. I'm Nick Pronto, joined as always by Charlie Chester and Tony LeBoy. What's up? Hey, guys. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, what did you see this week? It's early this week. Uh, this week I watched Trumbo. Trumbo is, uh, uh, it's got Brian Cranston. Um, he just got nominated for an Academy Award for it. Um, and he plays a uh, true life writer that uh, was a communist, outwardly so, before the McCarthy trials when everyone was thinking it's okay to voice your opinion because you're in America. And then all of a sudden, uh, McCarthy trials come around. He's vilified, goes to jail, and can't get work. But the big thing is um, he's still working under other writers' names. So a lot of these classic films that are coming out uh, – He's blacklisted, he, you say. He's blacklisted. Um, and one of his films actually wins an Academy Award during the blacklist under another person's name. And they f uh, find out that the person – that it's under doesn't exist. So it's all about like him getting his credit and, and good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Everyone loves dessert. Good watch. It, uh, it was awesome. It was really good. And yeah. not just because uh, Cranston is amazing in it. Um, uh, it was informative. And I, I looked up a lot of the, uh, the characters in the film and it seemed pretty historically accurate. Uh, what they pulled off so uh, it was it was great and um, uh, I was surprised to find out that Jay Roach directed it oh the Austin Powers yeah guy yeah really yeah I didn't know that oh what was the last movie he did survey says the campaign Charlie does Brian Cranston stay the man right now he's he's everybody's A-list guy everyone loves him does this movie continue that or is this the start of of his trail off um, well, he was the best part of Godzilla, I think. Um, so I agree. he nailed that. Right. Um, that movie sucked. And debatable. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh man, we can go a whole episode about both Godzilla movies. There's a lot of Godzilla movies. Well, both American Godzilla movies. I like the Matthew Broderick one and I like the Brian Cranston one even better. Wrong on both counts. Charlie continue. <laughs> uh and absolutely. Does he uh, go full character acting in this and like Johnny Depp just come out with some weird character no it, it's 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 good it's relatable he's um he's definitely a different character than um Walter White from Breaking Bad um he's not recognized like you don't look at this character this person and say that's Brian Cranston you say Trumbo he's able you're able to lose him in the role yep yeah cool definitely. Tony Yes. What did you see this week? This week I saw Cartel Am, which is a powerful documentary, uh, Oscar-nominated. Uh, it's about the uh, Mexican drug war and the um, cartels taking over in Mexico and uh, basically focuses on um, – uh, there's two stories. One of them is weaker. Like They kind of go out and follow these kind of redneck-type guys. Which is the stronger story? The stronger story is uh, there's a doctor in – in Mexico, and he basically organizes like this small militia to fight the cartel. El Doctor. Yes. And 
the uh, the small militia starts defeating more and more of the cartel and starts taking over, and then led by a doctor. Hey, hey Tony, I, I have a surprise. Yeah, what? I watched this movie as well. This you movie. watched it as well. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, what did you think of it? Uh, Shocking. I, I thought it was good. Um, I, you know, I I think the director storyteller had a directive like he wanted to tell a certain story um and you could tell that like he's following the paths of certain people like the weak storyline for instance i think he wanted to tie that in so badly and it just didn't work out yeah and they probably invested a lot of time in it so they just you know whatever use it as like a um bookend sort of thing but uh i at one point i'm like okay this story is interesting but it feels like there's so much opinion in here from the filmmaker, but it does give you that. I mean, cool ending. Yeah, in the in the grand scheme of things, a documentary is always going to take one side of the story and make it shine. But uh, in this scenario, I think it's pretty hard to get away from the fact that um, you're really not spinning anything by uh, telling everybody that the Mexican government is kind of corrupt and that cartels are at large. Um, pretty much uh, have their hands in in government uh, decisions. So uh, I I think the story really kind of took on a life of its own and and kind of proved the point and and gave you a real uh, a real look into what's going on down there. Um, yeah, uh, totally. But uh, my my only thing is if he didn't get the ending. I don't I don't think uh, the story. Um, was strong enough, except for that ending. Oh, that the ending. Yeah, the ending really ties it up with a bow. If 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 it's if he doesn't get the ending, then it's just some documentary that that you see air once on A and E. Tapers off and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you get to see some interesting stuff about you know the country that you don't get. You're not privy to as an American, but um, absolutely, it takes it. There's one specific part where they're actually like where it kind of takes on a cop's mode where, like, uh, there's a camera guy in the back of a car while they're kind of looking for a head of the cartel and they're getting shot at and the guy, the camera guy ducks behind a car. Like, really, really crazy to kind of be out there. You, you got to think, like, the um, crew and the guys producing the, the documentary really put their life on the line to make this thing. What did you watch this week, Well, Nick? this week I watched a similar movie. Oh, I, yeah? Uh, what was that? It had a lot of similar themes, and uh, overall I think it was basically the same story. I watched Ghostbusters 1 <laughs> and oh. Ghostbusters 2 because okay. you All can't right. have one without the other. Right. I, I, I want to debate you about this. I believe that Ghostbusters 2 is the better movie. I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. Uh, Damn you! That's I believe shit. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two. One is the better film. Come All on, right, Ghostbusters one. Ghostbusters. <laughs> here's here's what I have to say is that uh, Ghostbusters two has a more solid story, whereas Ghostbusters one just kind of coasts on the the charm of the cast. I mean, it just it just cruises along, like going from kind of segment to segment, just kind of stitched together. Barely. Well, Ghostbusters one has to create a universe, and on top of that, they also uh, interweave an agenda. I don't which disagree. Is huge. I just That's think Ghostbusters the, two has the better, has the more one, solid. It story. has the better. I think it, it. Would you say that it has the better villain? Um, Ghostbusters two. Absolutely, I would say that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can Ghostbusters two exist without Ghostbusters one? 
Yes. No way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. It if can't... you just started a movie that just said five years later, because that's how it starts. It just starts with five years later, and it just picks up like that. You Without establishing the franchise. You and... sure you can, because immediately the first scene is these kids don't even remember what we did for the city. And then as the movie goes on, they talk about what they did in the past while Absolutely. It is a kind of a standalone forward. movie now that you think it about really it. It really does. The Statue of Liberty walking through the city, that part was Still awesome. Still gives me oh, chills. I was like, this is <laughs> great. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, yeah, look at you. You can't. Bullshitting no, you can't I'm hear serious. that song. I swear to God, I grew up watching both those movies and I always leaned in. I'm a sequels guy. I love uh That's why we call him Tony Two Times. Yeah, Back to the Future Two. I like sequels. I like Ghostbusters Two. I really like Ghostbusters Two, but Ghostbusters One's a better movie by far. The Bill Murray character is a hack fraud. <laughs> Everything about him is a lie. He has and he has zero interest in the supernatural until the moment he sees a ghost in the basement of the New York Public Library for the first time. Yeah. Everything he has done up until that point has just been to coast by glomming on to uh, Egon and Ray. You think at what point he's aware that it exists? The from minute the he beginning? sees... From, once of, he of sees one? the ghost in the basement of the New York Public Library where, he's, yeah. where he like tries to hit on her, he's like, I don't know what to do. That's when he says, that's when he realizes, oh, this is a real thing. And the first thing he thinks of is, we can make a lot of money yeah. dealing with this. So, what's the problem? Nothing. It's oh, just okay. that, I like, he's, he, he's, he's <laughs> really just, like, kind of an anti hero, I guess. Yeah, right? he's, he's extremely well rounded as a character. Uh, I wouldn't say re- well rounded. I think he's just kind of a, a lazy smartass. Time for who, Tony's third who degree. You really, <laughs> who's your favorite Ghostbuster? And why is it Winston? Uh, scariest moment in that. It, for me, it was when Yanish is a nan, a oh. flying oh, witch yeah, nanny. That's creepy. Legitimately horrifying. Yeah, I also think Ghostbusters Two has the scarier moments too. Yes, it's the scarier movies. It's got the movie, more scarier visuals. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters One is more fun. Yeah, Ghostbusters Two is the horror. Oh, movie. I'm not debating that. It's yeah. definitely more leads more towards horror. Uh, I don't. I don't understand why it has such a the negative ish rap that it has. I think time has kind of forgiven it. But I saw that that was one of the first movies that I saw in theaters, and I remember being blown away. And I was, I think, eight or nine. I I saw it. I honestly think we can chalk this up as a win for us. I think we've convinced them. No, you have. Great job, Nick. (laughs) I mean, if we look at the video screen right now, I'm sure it says Nick and Tony one and Charlie. Put it Zero. on the board. <laughs> Look, it says it right there. It's a great movie. I'm not doubting it, but it's not better than one. Show the scoreboard again. Great. Uh, okay, great. We'll keep that running tally. Goddamn okay. Scoreboard. So, um, if you haven't heard, we have our own video podcast now located on YouTube. Otherwise, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Stitcher. Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, all the regular places. Google Play. Rate and review us on all the things you can think of. Uh, Charlie, Comic-Con. This weekend, Cleveland, Ohio, promoting my graphic novel, Boy Zero. Let's ride off into the sunset, back into the blood gulch. Yeah. (laughs) Listen to that hot new theme we've got. Uh, We are still still accepting submissions for uh, intro and outro music. Yes, Uh, we'd like to thank John Doe for this week's submission. He definitely has a name. It'll be credited somewhere. Is great. Add some horse 
clip clap during this part. <laughs> yep. Don't sing music. We have our own little. Well, way. I don't know what part of the song it is. It it's already be... in. It's been in since we started wrapping up. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good week. Goodbye. Uh...